Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we'll celebrate Memphis Minnie and Jim Jackson's birthdays. We'll have a two-for-one vocabulary lesson. We'll play with some toys and talk fashion. Last week, June 3rd, marked the birth in 1897 of Lizzie Douglas to Abe Douglas, a farmer, and his wife Gertrude, who eventually had 12 other children. When she was about seven, the family moved to Walls, Mississippi, only about 20 miles south of Memphis, where Lizzie learned to play banjo and guitar. Though she was the eldest, the family called her Kid throughout childhood, and when she first began performing, she played under the name Kid Douglas. She left home around 1910 to live on Beale Street in Memphis, occasionally returning to the family farm. She joined the Ringling Brothers Circus in 1916 and toured the South for the next four years, before returning to Memphis where she played guitar and sang and supplemented her income with sex work. What? Which was not uncommon at the time. In 1929, she and second husband Joe McCoy were discovered by a Columbia Records talent scout, and they went to New York City to record, where they were given the names Kansas Joe and Memphis Minnie by a Columbia A&R man. Their records were popular, and they recorded together until 1934, but divorced the following year. For the rest of the 30s, Minnie toured extensively in the South and recorded for other labels in various styles and sounds. Around 1938, she married Ernest Lawlers, known as Little Son Joe, and they recorded together through the 1940s. Her health began to decline in the 1950s, so she retired to Memphis, where she died August 6, 1973. She's buried at the New Hope Baptist Church Cemetery in Walls, Mississippi. Here are just three of the 200 or so recordings by the Queen of the Blues, Memphis Minnie. You're my bumblebee, and you know your stuff. 
Yeah. 
potatoes, how they trounced on my bone. I have a special plan resting on my mind. I don't eat no cabbage sprout, bring a solid head. Oh, did they call the wagon? If I find them in my bed, you know they are digging my potatoes, tramping on my vine. I have a special plan, resting on my mind. Is he powder of face? What a way to have. All a taxi cab. She's out cross town somewhere. She must be digging my potatoes, tramping on my vine. I have a special plan, resting on my mind. Oh, please. Never found a bruise till I caught him in my bed. You know they were digging my potatoes, tramping on my vine. Have a special plan, resting on my mind. Ernest Lawler's on record as Little Son Joe with Digging My Potatoes, written by Memphis Minnie, who accompanied Joe on guitar but is uncredited on the label of Vocalion 04707. That's from their first session together in February of 1939. And remember, sometimes a potato is just a potato. Before that, Memphis Minnie, probably accompanied on piano by Blind John Davis, Alfred Bell on trumpet, and Fred Williams on drums, with Hot Stuff. That was recorded by Vocalion in Chicago on June 9, 1937, and issued as catalog number 03651. And we started our tribute to Memphis Minnie with one of her biggest hits, Bumblebee, with Kansas Joe McCoy. That's from Columbia 14542, recorded in New York on June 18, 1929. That became one of Minnie's most popular songs, and she subsequently recorded five versions of it. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. It's time now for another Rapidly Rotating Records vocabulary lesson. Actually, a double vocabulary lesson. Today's word is abscotulator. A-B-S-C-O-T-C-H-A-L-A-T-E-R, a noun meaning someone who is avoiding arrest by hiding from the police. And just where would an obscotulator hide? 
Why, in a latibule, of course. A latibule, L-A-T-I-B-U-L-E, is a hiding place or a place of safety and comfort. So here's a set of rapidly rotating records about some latibules.
pitch my tent on the old campground. I'll pitch my tent on the old campground. I'll pitch my tent on the old campground. I'll give old Satan one more round. There's no hiding place down here. There's no hiding place down here. There's no hiding place down here. Well, I run to the rocks to hide my face, and the rocks cried out, No hiding place, there's no hiding place down here.
Last played on the December 15, 2013 show, that was Bob Herring and his orchestra as the Levy Loungers, who were in a little hideaway around October 26, 1928. The vocal was by Sid Gary, credited on the label of that perfect 78, number 15069, as Al Foster. William Axt, not Harry Axt, A-K-S-T, but William Axt, A-X-T, wrote the music with David Mendoza, and Howard Dietz wrote the words, with the very clever internal rhyme in there, just a little two-by-four with a sign upon the door to make inquisitors think we aren't there. In a Little Hideaway is in the score for the 1928 silent film Excess Baggage, starring Josephine Dunn. The other two records in that set are being heard for the first time on the show. Purely by coincidence, he's been getting a lot of airplay lately on the show, and it's a safe bet he was never in either of the Carolinas. But we started with Patrick, a son orchestra, and My Carolina Hideaway. Path AXUL 467 was made in Paris on December 17, 1934, which happened to be a Monday. In the band, Alex Combell on tenor sax and Django Reinhardt on guitar. Patrick was followed by the original Carter family with There's No Hiding Place Down Here. Bass vocalist A.P. Carter formed the Carter family band in 1927 and wrote and arranged There's No Hiding Place Down Here. His wife, Sarah Dougherty Carter, co-founded the band and sang and played guitar, and her cousin, May Bell Carter, sang and played auto harp. That record was made December 11, 1934, in the former Trinity Church in Camden, New Jersey, by Victor, and issued on Bluebird 5961, as well as on Montgomery Ward and Regal Zonophone in Australia. And just in case you were wondering, the AP and AP Carter stood for Alvin Pleasant Delaney Carter. The Carter family was one of the most notable acts in the history of country music, and they haven't been very well represented on this show. But perhaps that will change in December when AP's birthday rolls around. A couple of weeks ago, I played a clip from an episode of The Honeymooners where Ralph mentions some bands that had played at the Sons of Italy Hall in New York. Specifically, Isham Jones, Ted Fiorito, and Little Jack Little. Norton added Basil Fomine, who we heard last week, and another name which it took a little time to figure out. He says Johnny Messner and his toy piano. Bandleader, composer, saxophonist, and vocalist Johnny Messner was born October 13, 1909, in New York City. Now, Johnny Messner and his toy piano is not the name of a group, but refers to a couple of tunes that Mesner recorded playing a children's toy piano. And here they are.
This is a sweet and simple ditty about a girl in New York City who wound up there when she left home to roam. And though you may want to doubt it, there just ain't no doubt about it. She still has what she had when she left home. Though there were times when she weakened and almost gave in, she remembered that she told herself she'd save it just for him. Oh, she really meant to keep it till she married. Although she nearly lost it once or twice. But no amount of pleading could persuade her. She wouldn't have let it go for any price. At night when folks were asleep and all was quiet. And she was lying in her lovely bed. She'd get a thrill by thinking how she'd saved it. For the one she loved, but only when she went. Oh, she really meant to keep it till she married. And she had for nearly 18 years. But to think that after all it might go wasted was enough to bring the lovely child to tears. But finally her lover popped the question. And soon it was to be her wedding day. And now she was so happy that she'd saved it. For the time she'd say love, honor, and obey. Oh, she really meant to keep it till she married. Tonight she was to be his little wife. It made her thrill to think how happy it would make him. To know that she had saved it all her life. She called him to her room before the wedding. When he walked in, he stared and caught his breath. What he saw, we must confess, was a grandma's wedding dress. Yes, the one she meant to keep until she Back in 2017, I played She Had to Go and Lose It at the Aster, written by Don Ray and Hugh Prince, performed by Harry Roy and his band. Johnny Mester also recorded She Had to Go and Lose It at the Aster in 1939, but figured he'd squeeze a little more out of the concept by changing the lyrics a bit and coming up with She Really Meant to Keep It, which we heard by Johnny Messner and his music box band from Varsity 8117. We started with a 1939 radio transcription disc of Johnny Messner and his Hotel McAlpin Orchestra playing Toy Piano Jump, a Johnny Messner original. Frankie Carl also recorded Toy Piano Jump with Horace Height and his Musical Nights, but they cheated and used a full-size piano. I've got one more Messner Toy Piano record. I don't know if he recorded others, but two would be sufficient, and I purposely didn't play them back-to-back. So now, here's Toy Piano Minuet.
In 1939, Raymond Scott released New Year's Eve in a haunted house. And since Johnny Messner had taken some license with She Had to Go and Lose It at the Aster, I'm going to guess New Year's Eve in a haunted house inspired the tune we just heard, A Clarinet in a Haunted House, from Decca 4040, made September 9, 1941. I could find no official listing for the clarinet player, and the DAHR says Johnny Messner is on alto sax. But Johnny also played clarinet, so perhaps it was he. And we started with Johnny Messner and his orchestra with Toy Piano Minuet, written by Messner and Paul Kulthau, K-U-L-T-H-A-U. The label of Decca 3777 from April 30, 1941, credits Professor Coleslaw, spelled with a K, with the toy piano solo. And in fact, it's Paul Kulthau on the 88s, or the 22s, or however many keys there are on a toy piano. I'm Glenn Robison on the 88s, 88.7 that is, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand anytime at all online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories and part of the Global Community Radio Network and the Syncopated Times Radio Network. Blues and hokum singer and guitarist Jim Jackson was born in June 1876 on a farm in Hernando, Mississippi. He learned to play guitar and around 1905 began working as a singer and musician in medicine shows and traveling with the Rabbit Foot Minstrels and other minstrel shows. He played at clubs on Beale Street in Memphis, Tennessee and was popular enough to get a residency at the Peabody Hotel in 1919. In 1927, he received a recording contract with Vocalion and recorded Jim Jackson's Kansas City Blues which became a hit and spawned a series of Kansas City follow-ups and sound-alikes. He ran the Red Rose Minstrels, a traveling show which toured Mississippi, Arkansas, and Alabama, and he was a talent scout for Brunswick Records, responsible for discovering speckled red perryman. He made his last records in 1930 and moved back to Hernando, but continued to perform until his death on December 18, 1933. Here are three from Jim Jackson. I woke up this morning feeling bad. Thought about the good time I once had. I'm going to move to Kansas City. I'm going to move to Kansas City I'm going to move, baby Honey, why they don't like you 
grandmother told me, daddy told me too. Everybody grins in your face, son. Ain't no friend to you. You ought to move to Kansas City. You ought to move to Kansas City. You ought to move to Kansas City, baby. Honey, why they don't lie you? I've got near bulldog, shepherd, and two greyhounds. Two high yellow, three blacks and one brown. We gon' move to Kansas City. We gon' move to Kansas City. We gon' move, baby. Honey, why did down like you? It takes a rocket chair to rock, a rubber ball to roll. Nice-looking, teasing brown To satisfy my soul Then I'll move to Kansas City Then I'll move to Kansas City I'm gonna move to Kansas City, baby Honey, why did don't lie you? <coughs> Tease for Texas Tease for Tennessee Got Mississippi and the women wants me. I'm gonna move to Kansas City. I'm gonna move to Kansas City. I'm gonna move, baby. Honey, why did don't lie you? You can always tell when your good girl wanna fly, wanna pout. Red slippers to match that on me, jeans great. Then she'll move to Kansas City. Then she'll move to Kansas City. Then she'll move, baby. Honey, why did don't lie you? That's plenty money to be made. Yes, get a job at one of these deals and you surely will be paid. I'll tell you some mighty risk to run and a mighty chance to take. To spend your money for the corn that the bootleggers make. The bootlegging man got his bottle in his hand and all he needs a little more speed so he can outrun the revenue man when the bootlegger goes to his still get ready to make his stuff he got his concentrated life cocaine and his snuff He'll fix you up a drink, just won't quit. It'll make you fight a circle song, make you slap the lady down, and make you pick a fight with your paw. The blue-legged man got his bottle in his hand, and all he needs 
the little more speed so he can outrun the revenue man. I went home the other night. I'd swore I wouldn't drink no more until saloons come back with Bobble and Barney in the days of long ago. But I see that will never be. So I just got drunk again. I have nothing as long as corn liquor. Last and I got no money to spend. The bootlegging man got his bottle in his hand. All he needs is a little more speed so he can outrun the revenue man. The bootlegging man got his bottle in his hand, and all he needs is a little more speed so he can outrun the revenue man. Oh, don't that sound good? It sounds good to me. It's just like something good to drink. It's all right with me. I know that's plain good. I walk and I walk and I walk and I walk. I stop for the rest of my feet. I sit down on an old oak tree. There I went fast asleep. I dream by sitting in a swill cafe. Hungry as a bear. My stomach sent a telegram to my throat. There's a wreck on the road somewhere. I heard the voice of a pork chop say, Come on, come me and rest. Well, you talk about your stewing beef. I know what's the best. Well, you talk about your chicken, ham and egg, turkey stuffed and dress. But I heard the voice of a pork chop say, come under me and rest. Yeah, I heard the voice of a pork chop say, come under me and rest. Well, you talk about your stewing beef. I know what's the best. Well, you talk about your chicken, ham and egg, turkey stuffed and dress. But I heard the voice of a pork chop say, come under me and rest. I'll stir it up now. That sound good. Ah, oh, stir it up. I walk and I walk and I walk and I walk. I stop for the rest of my feet. I sit down on an old oak tree. There I went fast asleep. I dreamt by sitting in the swill cafe as hungry as a bear. My stomach sent a telegram to my throat. It's a wreck on the road somewhere. I heard the voice of a pork chop say, Come on, don't be at rest. Well, you talk about the stewing beef. I know what's the best. Well, you talk about your chicken, ham, and egg, turkey stuffed and dress. But I heard the voice of a pork chop say, Come on, don't be at rest. Oh, oh, ain't that sounding good? Oh, great, man. I do that thing I heard the voice of a pork chop say Come on, don't be at rest Well, you talk about your stewing beans I know what's the best Well, you talk about your chicken, ham and egg Turkey stuffed and dressed 
but I heard the voice of a pork chop say, come on to me and rip. Nice to be nice when you can be nice. I last played the comic song I Heard the Voice of a Pork Chop back in 2018 by bogus blind Ben Covington, but there you have the composer, Jim Jackson's version, recorded in Chicago on January 30th, 21928, issued on Victor 21387. That was preceded by Jim Jackson with Bootlegging Blues, written by Ava Smith, recorded in the Memphis Auditorium on February 14, 1928. And we started off our tribute to Jim Jackson with Part 1 of Jim Jackson's Kansas City Blues, recorded October 10, 1927, for Vocalion. It was released as a two-part A-side, B-side, and Parts 3 and 4 were recorded on January 22nd of the following year. A few weeks ago, I played Keep Your Undershirt On. It was not lost on at least one listener that, while that expression would be perfectly appropriate for a man, in this case it was sung to a woman. I asked my wife if she ever heard of a woman wearing an undershirt, and she replied with an emphatic no. According to the Cambridge English Dictionary, a shirt for a woman or girl is called a blouse. And believe it or not, I've got a couple of rapidly rotating records about blouses. They tell me that they're great, so I must be up to date from the housing. 
child is flaming lovely fun. They say they are cool, but I think they're very warm. Cuando te veo con la blusa azul, mis ojos sin querer van hacia ti. ¿Por qué no te pongas más? Te piedad de mí. ¿Por qué no te pongas más? La blusa azul. Cuando te veo con la blusa azul, mis ojos sin querer van hacia ti. ¿Por qué no te pongas más? Te piedad de mí. ¿Por qué no te pongas más? La blusa azul. ¿Por qué no te pongas más? La blusa azul. ¿Por qué no te pongas más? La blusa azul. of rapidly rotating records about blouses, so we had to go to 1955 for La Blusa Azul, the blue blouse in Spanish, written by Isabelita Serpa. It was performed there by the Orquesta Enrique Jorín. Cuban charanga violinist, composer, and band leader Enrique Jorín was born on Christmas Day, 1926, in Cuba, and is considered to be the inventor of the cha-cha-cha. We started with a far different song by a far different artist. That was Summer Blouses, composed by Charles Hilberry, with the words by Fred Murray. It was sung on June 20, 1907, by English music hall singer and comedian Vesta Victoria, and issued on Victor 5180. Vesta Victoria was born Victoria Lawrence on November 26, 1873. And I'm happy to say we have time for one more. 
I couldn't find another blouse-specific song, but Lana Turner's appearance in a tight, form-fitting knit top in the 1937 film They Won't Forget is considered by some to be the first sweater girl, a term used by Hollywood publicists to describe actresses like Jane Mansfield and Jane Russell, who adopted the popular fashion which emphasized a woman's bust line. So here, especially for my fine friend fanatic Frank in Spokane, is Jolly Jack Roble and his orchestra with the Sweater Girl Polka. Jolly Jack Roble and his orchestra with his tune, The Sweater Girl Polka, from Decca 45005, recorded in New York on December 19, 1946. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. ¶¶